Welcome to Now for Someone Completely Interesting, brought to you by Vengeance Energy Services, small trailer repair and small equipment rental with mobile mechanical capability. Call Mike at 780-614-7687 or find them on Facebook, Vengeance Energy Services. I'm your host, Ben Poulin. This podcast has actually been a few months in the works, maybe up to six months now. We've got a two-time recommended guest, first-time appearance, Um, things in common. We're both Elk Point alumni. Uh, both worked in radio, both have our own podcast. He is the most esteemed of the esteemed gentlemen, <laughs> the one, the only, Scott Labrie. Thank you. Finally, we have you on here. So your uh, your co-hosts both have recommended you in the past here, and I've been kind of planning this out. The reason it took so long is because we wanted it to jive with kind of a cross-promotion with our podcasts. Right. Because uh, I'll... Uh, I'll <laughs> I'll get to join you guys uh, a little later on, too, yeah. with the esteemed gentlemen. So uh, thank you for doing for that, and thank you for having me on yours later on. But uh, let's start a little bit, because we're, we're quite a bit apart generationally. Like, how old are you, Scott? Sorry. Uh, 28. Okay. 28. Okay, that's a big gap. So, <laughs> But we both grew up in the same small town, so I'm just a little bit curious if, if there was a lot of similarities in, in growing up. Tell me a little bit about your experience or you know, what you take from growing up in Elk Point and, and going to school there. Oh geez, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I might be a little different too because I was a town kid. I didn't grow up in the country or anything like that. Well, I was half and half. I started in the country and right. then I finished up my school in town. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you go to the same school, not like it makes a difference. Yeah, kind of, I guess, sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's what can you say about Oak Point? It's a quiet little town, and uh, going to school there, like my mom worked at the school th- through the whole you know period. I was that that that. F.G. Miller. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it was kind of quiet, and I didn't get into much trouble for the most part. Yeah, I mean, you had your fair share of parties and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. bush parties, all that, you know. So it doesn't sound like it was too much difference. I know that no. the town literally hasn't changed in from the time that I can have my first memories of it. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting the fact we both went into radio, but maybe not so much because I actually, for a period of time, worked with your dad, who was a uh, station manager, uh, worked in sales with the local radio station here. So was that part of why you wanted to go into radio? Because he had that? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I was always like just being around it since I was younger, like uh, had a familiarity with it. Um, and then, you know, I would originally coming out of high school, I was going to go to college to be an accountant and that just fell through didn't really like the whole university experience and bounced around a few other jobs working at electronic stores grocery stores other things and it's like ah it just didn't feel fulfilling really and i always noticed when i was driving because i would be commuting from elk point to st paul i'd be listening to uh at the time it was cool 1013 mm-hmm. and always be like listening to the announcers and just kind of Picking apart what they were saying and that sort of thing, which is pretty common for radio people. It's like, ah, this guy sucks, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> so I was like, you're like, oh, this might be a thing I might be interested in. And then at one point, there was an advertisement for uh, a board oper- operator position was opening at Cool to do all the Pontiac games and live on locations at the time because. Now it's just an app; you don't need a board operator yeah, anymore. I, yeah. But uh, so I threw in a resume for that got an email back saying we already hired somebody it's like well all right never mind then <laughs> and then a week later they got, called me back saying uh the person that they wanted to do it i guess couldn't do all the hockey games and they recognized the last name which is always kind of nice and mm-hmm. so it's like went into the job talked with the 
the boss there, and it's like, oh, I kind of recognized it was only one Labrine elk point or whatever, and I had my dad come along, which was just kind of, <laughs> you know, make sure I get the job kind of It really thing, is so. a business. It's not what you know, it's who you know. So, I mean, it's no different than anybody else that got their foot in the door one way yeah. or the other. But, um, <laughs> I mean, you sure, like, when you listen to the radio, did you ever listen to the old 1310 CHLW and say, I really like how that guy sounds, or...? Uh, at the time, not really. Cause like, you know, it's always like, you don't want to listen to the same music your parents are listening to. So you're listening to 1310 in the car. I was like, ah, this country music. I hate so this. And at least I know that I wasn't the one that you picked apart to say I suck no, because no, no, you no, never no, listened no. to me. <laughs> That's not no. to say it wouldn't have happened. Um, so when you did decide to pursue that, uh, did you look at a lot of different options as far as schooling or did you kind of already know which way you wanted to go with that? Because Yeah. Cause I mean... Around here, I mean, like, there's Nate's obviously the biggest one in Edmonton, closest one. Uh, but I ended up going to Western Academy Broadcasting College in Saskatoon, WABC. Uh, just because uh, I worked with Rob Hunter. He was doing okay. the play-by-play yep. from Pontiac. He went to there. Uh, Danny White from uh, 1310, who worked with my dad, he also went there. And... The big the big swing point for me was that it was an eight month program instead of a, a two year program with a required mm-hmm. internship, um, and plus like Don Scott the the guy who runs the school he's very much like wanting to get people jobs because right. the way his school works it's not like the weird like law against it I guess is like he has to have a certain job placement for him to keep open I guess sort of thing okay um so he would really try hard to get people jobs or internships so um that's kind of my thing I was like okay so believe it or not you're not the first guest I've had on this podcast that went to WABC or investigated that as an option for schooling so it came up a couple times with some previous guests that uh, you could play request songs for the uh, prostitutes across the street. Was that a thing when you went there? <laughs> no, not a, not a thing. I, that must have been a, an older location because by the time I went there, you know, there was a Tim Hortons across the street. So I, I think there was nothing like that. Um, plus, like all, all the, the stations, there was no live station at the time. There used to be, um, but I guess uh, he got in trouble for running a pirate radio station. So he had to kind of <laughs> take down the antenna for that. So uh yeah well didn't you say we were talking just before there was a guy like from the crtc with a scanner like yeah pretty much i guess he was walking around the school one day and then yeah quickly ran upstairs to yank out the cable from the antenna there to so in the in the eight month program what did they do a little bit of everything and just kind of fast track it all or did you kind of pick off the start like what kind of avenue you want because there's different aspects of radio yep. like whether you do news whether you do like uh, as a as a, just a regular announcer personality uh creative like with writing or producing commercials that kind of stuff did did you do a little bit of all of that or what so was it like the way it worked there is it's relatively uh, small classes i think you only uh, only accepts usually up to 15 kids per or students i guess per uh, per year. So, okay. uh, upstairs there are seven studio rooms. Um, and essentially the way they work is one will be a DJ booth and then the next one will be a news booth and they, they will do news for the two DJ booths that are on side on beside them. So DJ news, DJ, DJ news, DJ, and then a voiceover booth for commercial reading and that sort of thing. Okay. So we would essentially just all seven of us, 
think that's seven, right? Yeah, seven. And then all seven of us would go up there and then essentially just cycle through. Each morning you'd move to the next one. So uh, I'd start in DJ, do one morning that. And then the next morning, okay, now I'm in news, do news broadcast. And then I'm DJ again, and then I'm DJ again, then right. news, DJ, ad reading, that sort of thing. And then you would have your cassette <laughs> it'll all be recorded on cassettes and you bring that to class the next morning before you go, get into the booth or no we were after so we'd have to do our show and then bring it down and then they would review it essentially and point out all the fuck-ups you did and <laughs> there are plenty <laughs> we call them air checks we had a i had one uh one of my bosses actually called them scare checks because he'd just rip you apart <laughs> you ready oh, for your yeah. scare check yeah that was actually after I got into the industry there. Um, so fast track into that, um, you ended up working. Um, you didn't have a, a, a as long of a career as I guess you had hoped. Actually, let's go back a little bit. The one thing I'm curious about, because when I went through the program, I had an intention that I was going to go down any avenue like as a, a play-by-play broadcaster with hockey or, or get into kind of a sports reporting. But then I found out, you know, after trying a few different things that I actually just preferred being like the uh, the morning or the the host, the personality on the radio. Did you go in thinking you were going to go down one avenue and then kind of changed your path a little bit with it? Or Yeah, I think for the most part, I kind of wanted to be yeah on-air DJ personality. Um and then I found out, like, I was also a decent newsreader at the time, but I just hated putting together newscasts. It's like, mm-hmm. this is the boring part. I just want to make jokes and make people laugh. <laughs> Screw news, man. Like, and so I kind of more wanted to do that. And then I eventually got into High Prairie, which was my first radio gig. And right. you had to do both of them. So I kind of got stuck doing news anyway, so. Well, that, yeah, and it always seems that way, too, because I was the same thing. I wanted to get in, do the on-air thing, and then my first job was in news up in uh, Yellowknife. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you end up in some interesting places. There are no regrets, uh, for sure, not on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you came in a very interesting time when it comes, and I have some very <laughs> committed issues, let's say. With the way the industry has gone, it's, it's incredibly disappointing to me that it is like that, especially when you got people like you that are, you know, eager, willing to do something for this industry. Um, like, how many years did you actually end up working as a, as a broadcaster? I didn't even think, uh, I didn't make a full year. I think I got 10, 10 months because I started working, uh, I think in May, after May long weekend, sounds right, in High Prairie, and then I uh, got laid off. At the end of March, when uh, everything kind of got shut down for COVID there. Yeah. And see, that's where I took a little bit of issue, because there was companies, I really want to say names, I really want to <laughs> identify individuals that were involved in it, but I don't know if I should or not. But uh, let's put it this way. Broadcasters clear across the country were given a two-year grace period where they did not have to pay licensing fees. We're talking millions of dollars of savings that they were supposed to reallocate to employees. And they fired everyone. They laid everybody off. I know, like, yourself and at least four other people that were shown walking papers when they were supposed to be have their jobs protected with this, and everything's automated now. There's no... Our local radio station has nothing local. It's so disappointing. Yeah. But I guess what... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to say something? Because this is an open... Uh, uh, or policy, I've got no qualms with you saying... I don't. I know. I mean, like, some people were definitely upset like i mean i had a bunch of other well everybody i worked with got laid off essentially so there are some people who were threatening to sue and all this other stuff and mm-hmm. 
I was under the impression that I was like, well, I mean, there's only one person working in St. Paul. They should be able to hire one person back. So I was just like, oh, I'll be hired back in September or October, yeah. whenever they said it'd be. And then they got the call, and then it's like, yeah, we're not bringing you back. And I was like, oh, that's when I, I, it did kind of hurt. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. But, and it, I think it's hurt the community as well as far as having any content. But yeah. here, let's let's look at, at what's evolved out of this, because this, this podcast uh, uh, platform, has yeah. has really taken off in a way, and I like to see that. Uh, I mean, this is something I this is like therapy for me because I loved being in radio. I Same. had I had a lot of other reasons for quitting and stuff. So this this draws me back into it. Um, it's costing me more money than it's making. Believe me, even with sponsorship, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, we don't even have sponsors. So. <laughs> it doesn't Count get yourself lucky. It, it doesn't get you any further ahead. Believe me, but it, it's fun anyways, and it's actually kind of flattering that that you get approached that way. But anyways back on track here is that i think this is something that could definitely benefit the community so what was the was that part of the idea why you got into the the podcast with the esteemed gentleman or like because you're kind of the am i right in saying that you're kind of the foundation behind it or the <laughs> that you, okay i got tyler behind the camera who's who's one of your co-hosts and he's saying that yeah this was this was your initiative i guess is, yeah i mean right I, I, I guess i kind of approached the other two guys to do it um I mean, we like me and Tyler and Eric always go to the parties and we have friends and of course we get a little silly and that sort of thing. And we were always seem to be the guys entertaining everybody. So we always got asked like, you guys should do a podcast. You guys should do something. And I was working at the radio station at the time and it's like, eh, I don't really think I need to do that. And then once I got laid off, it's like kind of same thing like you were saying like it is a, just like a creative outlet that i didn't have anymore that it's just nice to do that kind of same thing again um and and yeah just just you're just sitting around talking with your friends about movies video games the stuff we'd mm -hmm. normally talk about and just hit record and put it on the internet now so <laughs> and and it's the same like i don't know if it's the same for you but for me it's like whether anybody listens to it or not it's it's this is what actually I get the enjoyment of this is the payoff here Yeah, is, is meeting people, getting to know a little bit about it. And like you said, you, you guys get your creative outlet on it a little bit and uh, maybe, you know, something does get, I, I think one day something does catch on and, and maybe it does become uh, a viable way to make a living. But um, what has, uh, what have been some of your like favorite topics or, or uh, things that you've done since you've, you've started the podcast? Yeah, I mean, we've we've done a couple skits. We did the <laughs> the wrestling skit, uh, which was pretty much like all me for the I most part. I don't like recommend I, any of that. Stuff. <laughs> well, some of that stuff I do recommend, but there was one uh, one little blurp in there that uh, I, I appreciated. That. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I remember texting Tyler. You think Ben could like wear a shower cap or something and just like put his hands up in the air and like cheer and then you just went full out putting soap on yourself and like wow this is way more than i was expecting this is awesome um but yeah just uh was that know. that was all your idea though right i think so okay well i think maybe tyler was like we should do a wrestling skit and i think tyler did come up with the original script okay and then i just basically changed like 80% of it because I was like nah this is not how wrestling works tyler, but you're, come you're, on. you're actually a big wrestling fan though i am yeah yeah, yeah. um and right, we were just just before COVID hit. There was supposed to be a, uh, a production coming out. Point. They had been there the year before, and and you had already set yourself up to be involved with oh, that yeah. as well. 
Wow, that was uh, super. That was might have been the most heartbreaking thing of the whole COVID thing. Was yeah, I was gonna finally live my dream <laughs> of being in an actual wrestling ring. I was gonna cut a promo, basically just tearing down my opponent or not my opponent. I'm the manager of whoever this guy right. is. I was gonna tear the guy down, and being an elk point, I was gonna be just get heat on myself and just talk crap about Mark Letestu and say <laughs> basically say like my my client is. 10 times the athlete as Mark <laughs> Letestu is and all this other stuff. And I wanted to get put through a table, like maybe fall off the, fall off the apron, fall through a table. They would I, did not want me to do that. So. I think, I think there is still an Avenue there. And I think you should uh, maybe start uh, <clears throat> pushing the agenda of that, that little wrestling uh, video you did. And then just seeing if, you know, maybe a promotion will pick you up. And then when the time comes, will be there to cheer you on yeah. or jeer you on as the, I guess the yeah. case may be. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, God definitely got to boo me for sure. So. Um, yeah, that was actually, I was going to point that out. The other one you guys did was that, uh, the, uh, the X-Men, one? the X-Men one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, whose idea was that? I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how that one came to, well, I know we were going to do the podcast topic was, casting the new x-men because they're coming to the marvel cinematic universe so we're like we all and then we were just discussing we should do some skits and stuff like that so i just kind of i think i came up with the idea it's like hey let's do an x-men skit that leads into the x-men topic and then we just kind of you know just went back and forth kind of writing it out and pitching jokes and all this (laughs) other stuff and then i think i came up with the eric bit where i was like you know eric should come out you know Tyler should yell for professor x which is gonna be eric because he's in the wheelchair but then eric comes out and he's also got wolverine claws and you guys are getting a spat and all this other stuff if people want to see these clips so it's all through the esteemed gentleman uh uh the wrestling one is i think ty posted the x-men skit to his own personal channel okay which is aviator productions aviator productions strongly suggest you guys check those ones out because they actually were brilliant i i watch them repeatedly and still laugh every time yeah um, even just thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> what do I? <laughs> Eric's come. What do I have to be professor? I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> and then, and then, whose knives are more real? The guy with butter knives or the guy with cardboard cutouts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that really catches my attention with your podcast, and I understand that this is solely you, is the the thumbnails that you guys do for oh, the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Where do you come up with the ideas for that? Because each podcast has its own thumbnails, which fe- uh, features pictures of you guys. Yep. How do you do that? And why aren't you doing that professionally? That you should be charging people for that. I, um, I don't, I don't know. Like I think, for the first few podcasts, I wasn't doing it, and then I think the first one we were, we, we did like a uh, Ask Us Anything podcast where we just took questions, and then I was like, ah, put us in the Jeopardy set or something like that, and I just found pictures of the guys online. I know how to Photoshop stuff. Uh, from high school, we took that like in the computers course so i just kind of cut everybody out kind of put them in the 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 picture it sounds easier than it actually is i guess sort of of, but uh, well we we didn't okay there's a difference when i went to high school we played oregon (laughs) trail and we didn't we didn't do photoshop (laughs) just to give you an idea the generation gap. yeah exactly (laughs) yeah um but what gives you some of the ideas actually the the one i really liked was the one you did with this the, the all the movies you did uh Right around Christmas time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my favorite... The movie posters, yeah. My favorite, my absolute favorite was the one you did of Tyler as Elf. Oh, yeah. 
That one for, like fit seamlessly. It was it was so perfect. It was it was, it was bang on. But what I loved about it, he 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 strongly dislikes Will Ferrell and he hates that movie. Yeah. So it was perfect. <laughs> he's he's trying not to laugh. Um, is there anything like else? I guess besides the podcast that kind of captivates your interest. You're a big basketball fan too. Mm-hmm. Big basketball yeah. fan. Yeah. Yep. Raptors for the most part. I'll pay attention to some other teams come playoff time, but usually just Raptors. I can't stand basketball. Oh, really? <laughs> it, see, for me, it's basketball is great because it's it's fun on the court, but it's even more fun off the court because all the guys are talking shit on it on Twitter, and right. all that stuff. NHL is all prim proper guys. They're all <laughs> saying the correct responses. NBA, they're going crazy. They're trading everybody all the time, and it's free agents are like, yeah. Screw it. Let's all decide to sign with one super have you, team. Have you been to crazy. a live NBA game? Uh, not NBA. I went to a, uh, an Edmonton Stingers game okay. last year. But that was I hear fun. that 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 would draw a lot of people in is actually the live experience oh, yeah. of a sporting event. I uh, I tried to do that with Major League Baseball, and uh, I, I don't know. That was way back when the Houston Astros weren't cheating and weren't that good. But. <laughs> <laughs> But they, they they always say the atmosphere and the experience, and a lot of people say, well, no, if you've ever been to a live NBA game, that, like, completely changes it. So, um, But, yeah, I was kind of hoping you might have had that <laughs> experience. One so, day, hopefully. One day, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, as far as the podcast goes, do you guys have any, any kind of set plan or directive, or is it just kind of a go-with-the-flow type of thing for now? Yeah, just go with the flow. Um, I mean, I'd like to start doing more kind of video game gameplay videos that sort of okay. thing uh, just because they're kind of easier to do and it's we i mean we're playing games anyways so might as well right. do it um and then yeah just try and grow it as much as possible i mean the end goal is to hopefully be able to support all of us and that becomes a full-time job but would be nice takes yep. takes time and luck so yeah. it's just yeah. kind of you kind of have to grow it organically too. get the friends yeah. get the people talking and uh you got to give it a few years i would think at least but like i said in the meantime like i don't know about you guys i'm having fun with this i'm actually looking forward oh, to joining you guys uh uh to see what it what's like with more than just one guest on it and actually not be the one that has to uh dictate the control and the direction of the podcast <laughs> so much not that i really dictate it but i you know try to keep the flow going anyways so uh but Scott, thank you very much for doing this. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with the way we we wrap things up here or not. Have you uh, have you had a chance to listen to a couple? Uh, not all the way through. So okay. I don't th- I don't so uh, before we wrap it up, I just want to ask you that this podcast is called Now for Someone Completely Interesting, which is why we brought you on. So as someone who is completely interesting, oh if you could recommend a person, not saying that they would have to come on or anything like that, but... Uh, off the top of your head, if you could recommend someone for this podcast, who would you think of? Uh... <laughs> you know what? He's never. He, he probably won't do it. But my dad, Brian, Brian Labrie. I, I would do that. I worked with him for a couple of years. He had a lot of. Uh, you know what? He was really good at guiding people. Actually, he was very subtle, and very uh, kind of under the radar. It was. It was really interesting. I, I didn't want to do something, and all of a sudden, I was doing it. How the hell did he get me to do that? <laughs> so, good idea. Actually, and I think he might just because of his background in radio. It'd you be interesting. He's so many years. He's still working in radio, isn't he? Yep. In sales? Yep. Okay. So, excellent. So, thank you again. This is uh, Scott Labrie. That's Scott with two Ts. And as I mentioned earlier, I went to school with a guy named Scott. He spelled it with one T, and he was a complete douchebag. And if he's listening to this podcast, well, he knows it. <laughs> Fix your life, Scott. <laughs> 
Thank you so much. This has been another edition of Now for Someone Completely Interesting, brought to you by Vengeance Energy Services. Small trailer repair and small equipment rental with mobile mechanical capability. Call Mike at 780-614-7687 or find them on Facebook, Vengeance Energy Services. If you've enjoyed this episode, give our other episodes a listen. Give us a like. Please subscribe. And uh, thank you once again now for someone completely interesting.